When I'm having a good hair day, that's when I'm my best self. I feel good. I look great. And I will say, painting sulfate-free rose water collection is a part of that. The Rose Water Collection. It feels and smells amazing and comes with a deep treatment that leaves your hair petal soft. It was inspired by Ramadan traditions when many in the Middle East break the fast with rose water because of its hydrating benefits. And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. Hey everyone, I'm Stephen Hyden. And I'm Jordan Runtog. Join us as we unveil our new music podcast, Rivals. It's a look back at famous music rivalries of the past. Every week, Jordan and I will explore a new rivalry, delving into all the dirty details about our beloved musical icons who just can't seem to get along with their fellow legends. And then we'll debate each other about who deserves to have the upper hand in these classic conflicts. You'll remember the biggest beast from music history and hopefully become aware of some you didn't know. Join us on Rivals, a new podcast from iHeartRadio debuting on February 26th. Listen and follow on the the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. podcast this is Kristen and this is Molly so Molly uh stuff mom never told you podcast we talk a lot about lady things true lots of female hormones makeup etc but you know what today let's switch things around let's talk about the boys shall we let's hear it for the boys uh we got this great reader email from um a listener Gordon in Ontario and he he brought up the the recent backlash against the HPV vaccine that prevents uh, sexually transmitted disease, HPV, and therefore can help prevent cervical cancer. Gardasil. Gardasil, exactly. And he thought it was uh, interesting that a lot of the backlash against HPV was based on the idea that it would encourage girls to have sex at a young age because they wouldn't have this risk of catching an STD. Right. And uh, Gordon has really just... His finger on the pulse of current events, because this is in the news right now, but not about girls. It's actually uh, revolving around boys, because Merck, the company that makes Gardasil, is trying to get uh, Gardasil approved for boys to get vaccinated. Right now, it's just for girls to prevent this HPV, but the new development might be that boys get vaccinated, too. Right, because boys can get HPV just like girls, and since a lot of strains of HPV don't show any immediate physical symptoms, a boy might not know that he has HPV, and then he and a lady friend uh, might uh, have adult relations, and then he passes the HPV onto the girl, and then she could actually catch a strain of HPV that could cause cervical cancer. So it seems like boys could be an important part of really solving this uh, this puzzle. Right. So let's back up real quick and just go over Gardasil, what it does, what it protects against, and what it doesn't. People call it frequently the cervical cancer vaccine, but it's important to note that it's not going to protect directly against cervical cancer. Right. Gardasil is actually formulated to attack four specific strains of HPV, uh, the number HPV numbers, 6, 11, 16, and 18. And these are the types of HPV that are known to potentially cause cervical cancer. So that's why they call it the cervical cancer vaccine. But like you said, it's actually going after HPV. But going after cervical cancer indirectly is no small feat because uh, this disease affects and kills nearly 300,000 women per year. I mean, 
you know, that's a lot of lives that could be saved, which is how uh, Gardasil has been marketed to girls. The one less campaign could be one less girl that's going to get this cervical cancer. Right. And HPV is also uh, the most common sexually transmitted disease right now in the U.S. We have about 20 million people currently infected with it, according to Centers for Disease Control, and about 6.2 million Americans get a new HPV infection every year. And you got a 50-50 chance of catching it if you're a sexually active adult. Right. And HPV, like, you know, Kristen was saying, it attacks four strains and there are, you know, more than a hundred strains of this disease. And, you know, one way that it might affect you would be genital warts. That's one way that HPV can manifest itself. Right. And even though there are more than a hundred different types of HPV, only just two of these strains are responsible for about 70% of all cervical cancer cases worldwide. So it seems like Merck has really tapped into, um, a, a pretty powerful uh, vaccine here. Right. And their studies uphold that. It shows that it's pretty effective. Um, when they were doing test cases, you know, they looked at nearly 9,000 women who took Gardasil and they prevented 100% of certain HPV-related cervical cancer. So, I mean, that's a huge step forward, a huge dent in this process. Right. And the, and the CDC actually just finished up uh, in 2008 a post-marketing test phase to see whether or not girls taking uh, Gardasil were, were more at risk for certain diseases, and they concluded that there weren't any adverse side effects. So it still has the approval of the FDA, but pretty soon after the FDA approved it, there was a, a little bit of a public backlash from parents who were concerned about the young age that was being recommended for these girls to get vaccinated. Right. The FDA was saying you can get the vaccination uh, as young as nine, but really more in the 11 to 12 year old ballpark. And, you know, that was just for some parents way too young to have to explain to a kid why they need the shot because it's a lengthy process. It's three vaccinations over an eight month period, I think. Mm -hmm. So if you have to take your kid into the doctor at the age of 11, three times to get a shot, you know, they're going to want to know why. And so when you start talking about cervical cancer and HPV, then, you know, people felt you were setting your child up to become sexually active at a very young age. Right. And the, and the backlash really intensified when a handful of states, including Texas and Virginia, tried to make Gardasil immunization required for sixth grade girls. Parents were up in arms. Some parents, at least, were, were up in arms over the, the thought of a state forcing their young daughters to be immunized against sexually transmitted diseases. Especially with a vaccine where the side effects and the long-term effects aren't very well known, which leads us into the argument of whether boys should get this vaccine. Because now that we're talking about boys potentially getting it, uh, the risks are becoming much more the focus of the conversation. Not so much the issue of promiscuity, but the fact that maybe this vaccine isn't safe for everyone. Right. I mean, you think of cervical cancer as a gender-specific disease. You know, obviously, boys would not be able to physically get cervical cancer. So that brings up the question of whether or not this should be something that women should take care of exclusively. But that also begs the question of, let's say there is a prostate cancer vaccine that could be available for young girls to take. How would the public react to that? Would we be as hesitant about boys and girls taking a prostate cancer vaccine as we are about cervical cancer because it specifically uh, is linked to a common STD. Right. It's the sex cancer, as it was described in one New York Times article. So the fact that, you know, we could, and, and you know, another article points out if it was breast cancer, it wouldn't be as big a deal to immunize everyone. But because this is 
you know, sort of seen as a consequence of sexual activity, people are very leery about having the whole population immunized for it. Right. And cost effectiveness is another big hurdle in this whole whole immunization debate because Gardasil requires a round of three separate shots over a period of about eight months. And each shot costs around $120. So these mothers with sons are wondering why they're going to shell out almost $400 to get their sons immunized against this cancer that they will never get. Right. Do the risk and the cost outweigh the benefit to the boys when the only benefit they're really getting is uh, the HPV benefit, which is not uh, a small potato sort of thing. I mean, they are protected against genital warts. Uh, but, you know, if the big kicker with this drug is cervical cancer, is it worth it to boys? Right. And I think that you have to look at the big picture of, uh, of herd immunity, if you will, that, that a New York Times article brought up. Um, many of the women who die from cervical cancer can't afford regular gynecological exams to get pap smears that will usually catch it in its earlier stages. And in addition, cervical cancer is most fatal to women who are living in poverty. So chances are these same women are not going to have the $120 per pop to get Gardasil. So by that logic, you would think that the more people, boys and girls, you immunize, the better it's going to be for the entire population. Right. Basically, if an immunized man sleeps with an unimmunized woman, the infection still stops there because of the immunization. Mm-hmm. And people, I guess, when the whole stuff with girls was going on, didn't really like to point out that if the girl was going to get HPV, it was the guy who gave it to her. You know, it's it takes two to tango. Well said, Molly. <laughs> but one thing that people are still questioning about Gardasil, some parents are still questioning, is this issue of safety. It's a relatively new vaccine. Vaccines don't have the best reputation. Dirty word. Right now, people are kind of freaked out by them. But it hasn't been on the market long enough to know what the long-term effects are of these, you know, 12-year-old girls getting immunized. Right. And if you do any sort of internet search, you're going to come up with tons of parents uh, saying that after a Gardasil vaccine, their daughter came down with something. And this is where, of course, any argument about vaccines is tricky because you're getting into correlation versus causation where, you know, people get a shot and then something turns up later and they wonder, is this related to the shot? But, you know, there are a few conditions. Merck, of course, Merck says it's perfectly safe, but if you do a quick search, the most common things that'll come up that might be results of Gardasil are, uh, seizures, paralysis, fainting. Um, there was one girl who died from a form of Lou Gehrig's disease that they're trying to tie to Gardasil. So, you know, Merck is constantly evaluating its safety as is the Food and Drug Administration. But when you've got these kind of risks, then, of course, someone who's only going to get the secondary benefits of this vaccine is questioning whether they should, you know, expose themselves to that. Right. It seems like we still have a little ways to go in terms of testing for Gardasil to really calm parents' fears about whether or not it, it actually is safe. But when when it comes to boys, it might be marketed as this, you know, really chivalrous thing to do. You know, this guy is getting vaccinated against cervical cancer. He right. is saving women. I know. With these shots. Throw so, that on a date. I mean, it's, it's pretty compelling. I mean, I don't know if a 10-year-old boy is really going to buy into that marketing so much, but hey, could work. Right. So if you want to learn more about the cervical cancer vaccine, I know where you can find out. I'm going to guess it's howstuffworks.com, Molly. You're right, Kristen. And if you have any comments or questions, be sure to email Kristen and me at momstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 
brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? So here's something that some of you might find shocking. 95% of women don't feel good about their hair. But Pantene is changing that. Pantene's Rosewater Collection combats bad hair days with an innovative formula that uses rosewater derived from the petals and buds of the Rosa Gallica plant. With Pantene's Rosewater Collection, I can really feel how much more hydrated my hair is. And it's sulfate, paraben dye, and mineral oil free, which makes me feel good because who needs all those additives? Experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. This episode is brought to you by NBC's Good Girls. The new season of NBC's Good Girls is generating serious buzz. Christina Hendricks, Retta, and Mae Whitman are hilarious as America's favorite moms turned criminals. This show is the perfect blend of comedy, action, and romance. No wonder critics call Good Girls your next TV addiction. And Rotten Tomatoes rates it 100% fresh. Ooh, Good Girls, Sundays on NBC. The new season has already had some wild twists, so watch live. And stream anytime.